Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Today's episode is brought to you by WP Maintenance Plan. You can find out more at WPMP.org. It's a business that will cover handling the maintenance of your WordPress site. Did you know that in order for your website to show up at the top of Google search listings, it has to be in compliance with a heck of a lot of different standards from optimizing the page, from security fixes, from all sorts of maintenance that I don't want to deal with, you probably don't want to deal with, you probably want to just focus on whatever awesome service you offer to your customers. So offload all of that maintenance, all of that technical stuff to WP Maintenance Plan. They'll take care of it at a 100% satisfaction guarantee for only $49 a month. No WordPress site comes out of the box, even meeting two-thirds of Google's recommendations for what a website needs to have in order to place high on its search listings. So check out WPMP.org to find out more. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode is with Joy McAdams, and there's there's so much I'd like to say about her. Here's the deal. You got to tune into this episode. She's going to be talking about how you can use relationships to drive your business to greater heights. And more importantly, whether you have a business or not, you're going to want to check out her advice because she's going to be talking about how you can live the full life, the fulfilling life, no matter where you are or whatever job you have. I loved my conversation with Joy. You're going to dig this episode. Check it out. Here comes your good advice. Hey, thanks for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. I'm sitting down with probably one of the most incredible people I've had on the podcast. Her name's Joy McAdams. If you're on LinkedIn at all, you have come across this incredible person. Joy works with MedSnake Media. She's the chief relationship officer. She deeply believes in helping people maneuver through really the minutia, the complexity of life, work, health, family, all of those things. And she's here to talk about how you really can have fullness in all of those areas. Joy, thank you for being here today. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this from the moment we started talking about it. And thank you for your persistence in pursuing me and nailing me down because <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I do have a lot of requests for podcasts and I truly want to be on all of them, but then it's just it gets put off and gets put off and you were very persistent and I appreciate that. You know, so I, I hear that a lot. Happy. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, because a lot of people are like, man, you're really persistent. But really, it's that's good. But I, I meet someone like I, you know, I'm on this platform just and for our listeners talking about LinkedIn. I'm, I'm on this platform like anybody else. And there's people who keep popping up who I'm like, ooh, that person has a level of, of genuineness and authenticity about them. And so there's some people who I, I really am persistent with. And you are one of those people who once you were recommended by Bob Sager, I was like, man, yeah, I have to get joy on the podcast. So I'm glad you're here today. Oh, thank you so much. And truly, I'm glad that's, that's, you know, that's come across because 
that's my goal. I mean, I always say this when people comment is we're all in this together and we can all learn from each other because we're all at different stages and seasons of our life. We've all experienced different things. And if we truly can be open and transparent and share, think of if everybody did that, you mm. know, how, how helpful and resourceful and how much we could grow and, and be successful. And that's what it's about. So I'm here to share my experiences and my life in the season I'm in. And, um, you know, so I'm glad that comes across because that's definitely my goal. It does. And I'm, I'm excited to jump into the professional side of what you do because I know that sure. your work's really meaningful. But if I can just pause for a second and just building on exactly what you just said, man, there was a comment and you, you responded so well. There was a comment on someone else's feed on LinkedIn. It was really toxic, really trolling. And you jumped in with the most incredible response, which was basically, hey, we're on this platform to lift one another and to encourage one another. You know, either, either get on page or maybe find a new place. And, you, and I'm, <laughs> I'm putting words in your mouth. You didn't say it that harsh. I mean, you were very yeah. encouraging and polite. But I thought, I thought, wow, this person, like I read that comment. You and I had never, I'd never messaged you before, but I saw it and I thought, man, this person really has a healthy perspective on relationships. Um, that's more than just, you know, a lot of people, they're, they're building relationships just to make the next sale or just to get them to a certain place. I'm really curious about your background and really what's shaped your perspective in that way. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. And at the end of the day, it truly is all about relationships and you are going to be the most successful in anything you do, whether it's on social media, whether it's in, you know, your, the, the world of business that you're working in. If truly your goal is to help other people, and I put a post about that, just a text post the other day, is be in the business of helping people, find a way to monetize that, and you will be fulfilled and you will be extremely successful. So that, that truly has to be your heart and goal. And the thing about that is you can't fake it. Like you can't fake really caring about people. So it's truly something that if you struggle with that, you have to find a way to develop that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and once you do that, no matter what you do, all your relationships, your business transactions, everything will, you know, will, will be successful from that point because who doesn't want to work with somebody or be around somebody or give somebody an opportunity if they know that they truly care and are out there to help people. And, you know, even like these next generations, it is becoming about, they want to support the businesses that are, that philanthropy is important to them, that they have a greater cause than just, we want to make money. It's we make money and we give back. And that's what these next generations, as much as people pick on these next generations, that <laughs> is something that's really important to them. They don't just want, a business. They want a business that has a cause. Mm. And it's really forcing, you know, some of us that are older to look and say, wow, if we're going to keep growing, we're going to have to, you know, put this into, into our, you know, what we do. And, and it's, it's great. It's great. And, and you know, it, it makes sense and it's awesome. So that's, that's truly how I feel. Well, and I love you, you said a really key word and it's the word and because you said do something you love or make a difference and find a way to monetize that. And I, I, I love that you said that because a lot of times when we talk about even just business or entrepreneurship, we really, it's almost like we, we, we put one on each hand in terms of making a difference and then being successful and like financially independent, almost like you have to choose. And even my, when we're talking about, you know, really what you do for a living, you talked about how, you know, work, health, family, 
you really can have fullness in all of those areas. Mm-hmm. Talk to me more about that. Because again, people, you know, you tell them you, you can do what you love and make a living doing it. Some people are like, wait, what? I thought I had, I thought I had to choose. Like I thought I, thought I had to choose. You know, no, absolutely. And I had a real mindset shift. I would say probably about three or four years ago, actually. It took that long because I grew up um, kind of being taught that wanting to make money and wanting to be successful, you know, money's the root of all evil, all this stuff. And that's not, it's the love of money, you know, but we truly, I read a book. It's, um, I'll have to, it's, I'll have to put it up afterwards, but it's the science of getting rich. And, um, it's an old school book, but when I read that book, it actually freed me and showed me that it is okay. And actually we were created to, to make the best of ourselves. You know, our calling is, is to like do the most of what we have. And through that, gaining financial success really should be a goal because what it does is it allows you to help others that much more. And so your goal isn't for it to just be for you. It's to be successful so that you do have more freedom. You do have more time. So then you can turn around and extend that help to other people and organizations. And that's, that's really your calling. So it's, if you're doing less than that or thinking that your mindset needs to be, I just need to be content with what I have and, and you're not trying to achieve that, it's actually, you know, a negative thing. We, we should be trying to pursue, um, you know, making a lot of money and being really successful and being really efficient with our time. Um, it's who we were created to be. And there's nothing wrong in that at all. And, and that book really took me through that and kind of freed that mindset of not feeling guilty about wanting that. Is it Think and Grow Rich? No, it's The Science of Getting Rich by um, Waddles. Uh, it's an old school book. It's, okay, it's yeah. slipping my mind right now, but I'll have, to, um, I'll have to share that with you and you can put that up on here. Yeah, 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 of course. Now, it's, it's interesting just listening to you because I think, I think some people, they really grab onto that concept or maybe they have like moments in their life where they're like, oh my gosh, I can have both of these things. And yet no real change or action happens to pursue right. those things. So like, right. you know, I have to, I, you know, yes, I want to spend more time. I mean, think about this. I feel like any conference I go to, there's always a section on work-life balance. Mm-hmm. So like everyone's thinking about how do I have the family that I'm spending time with and have the job, you know, that I'm not having to spend 80 hour weeks on. So like this topic keeps coming up for people but it feels like only a narrow band are actually able to walk out that balance. What do you think is keeping people from actually making the changes they need to make or like actually pursuing both in a healthy way? I mean, what's, what's broken there? I don't, I don't know. I think people don't think they can have both. And here's how I describe it. And you might've seen this in, in my post. Um, it's not a balance. You can't, a balance will, you're always going to feel frustrated because there's only that one or two days a year, especially for women, um, where you truly have this day that's like a perfect balance. And then I'm like, enjoy that day because that's rare. (laughs) It's like, I describe it as a seesaw. So like some days family's going to be up and work might, you know, be down a little bit. And then other days work might be up and family's going to be down again, but you just have to keep swinging the seesaw and, and be open about your communication. You know, like with my kids, if I'm going to miss one of their games or I'm not going to be at a meeting or something at school because of a work, 
I sit down and I explain to them exactly what I have going on. And I remind them that I'm growing this, you know, so that I can, you know, so because it is for them. You know, everything I do with work and earning money and building my business is for them. You know, it's because they do have college coming up. I do want to be able to take the vacation this summer. I do want to get to a place where I'm so efficient with my time that I'm making more money than ever, yet I have more time than ever mm -hmm. so that I can spend with them and be with them. And so when you have that open communication, especially with your spouse, if you're going through a season, like I've been very open with, you know, my family, I have, I'm expanding more to South Florida and initially it's going to take me away a little bit more, but the long-term goal is for it to not be like that. And this is what it's going to look like. So can you guys bear with me now for a few months while it's more intense, but this is my ultimate goal. Will you support me in that? And I think you just have to really have that open communication of what your goal is, you know, what your end goal and remind them that it is all for them. And then they'll understand that. Um, I work with physicians a lot. So physicians especially have to have those conversations with their families because if they're on call, you know, if they're called out to do something or an emergency surgery comes out, it's so much different if they miss something with their family, especially their kids, if they sit down and they explain, look, you know, mom had to go, but I saved this person's life and this, you know, and, and you explain why you weren't there. So they don't think you just chose work over them and you love work more than them. And, and you have to explain that and have those different conversations. And it's amazing when you do that. And then your family actually gets behind you and supports you, how proud they become of you um, and how much they realize that you're sacrificing and doing so much for them. And it just shifts. It shifts the whole, um, you know, work family. It does bring it all together. And, and that's, that's what's really key is that open communication and realizing that it's going to be up and down. It's never going to be perfectly balanced. So give yourself a break. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I sometimes, cause she's, she works probably harder than I do. And, uh, sometimes this is like so goofy, but we both like Kit Kat, like the little candy uh -huh. thing. Yeah, yeah. And so if we're each, either one of us is having like a really hard day, like we feel like we're spending too much time. She'll like slide that across the table. Oh, that's so give cute. Give yourself a break, right? Give yourself cause, a break. No, well, absolutely. In, in today's work culture, it feels like it's hard for us. Um, man, it just feels like there's a lot of... Actually, I was just talking to a guy probably maybe three or four weeks ago. He took a vacation and he said he felt really guilty about it. He said he was worried about what people at his job would think about him. And I've even known really toxic bosses who they've... They've, when someone is taking a vacation, they'll sit them down and they'll say, Hey, so why are you going on vacation? You know, do you not care about our customers? Wow. And it's, it's a really wild, um, I think, I think it's hard for people sometimes to break the mold of it's, it's okay. And you can have both. And it's just, it really is. I love how you put it as a seesaw. It's knowing, you know, really where you are on that seesaw and embracing it. Yeah, yeah, and then keeping it going, you know, because the what's the most fun of a seesaw is it goes up and down, up and down, up and down. So you don't stay up like that with work and leave the family down. Yeah. Um, and you don't stay up with family and not get the time you work. So that's the fun of it is going up and down and, you know, just always swinging it and realizing that. And, um, and back to the vacations, here's what I've learned, you know, a whole other aspect of what I talk about with health and fitness and my journey this last year through marathons and Ironmans for the first time, I really came to realize that rest days were just as much, if not more important as being a part of the training as any of the hardest training mm. that you do. 
because you come back from that rest day and or days and you will then have the most incredible workouts because your body needs that. And so, you know, definitely if, if any boss or anybody were to approach me about that, I would say that I'm doing this so that I can come back and be more productive than ever. And that's what you want, you know? So it's absolutely necessary to have those breaks and to rest. It's a big, big part of, you know, being successful. Well, it's interesting. And maybe this is American work culture because I, I was just at a wedding and it was a guy who he had lived in uh, Dubai, but he was getting married here. And so had all, we had all these people from all these other countries who were visiting for this wedding. And there were so many jokes to me as the American of, oh yeah, you guys work. Y'all work like so many hours. And like one guy was like, hey, how many days do you get off? And I was like, I was like well, I'm an entrepreneur, so I get every day off. But no, I was like, well, at my last job, I got 10 days off. And he was like, oh my gosh, we get six weeks off. And this is how much paternity leave is. And maternity... And it feels like sometimes our culture, our work culture here in the States is so, oh, you're taking a day off, really? You know, and it's, yeah. it's hard for people, I think, to get the perspective that you're talking about, which is I need this so that I can be more productive. And yeah. frankly, if, if more bosses had that ideology around their people, I, I wonder what that would do to just today's workplace even. And I think it, I think it's, it's the Rachel, I don't know if you know who Rachel Hollis is, but you know, she's a big influencer and I think in her company, I was listening to her podcast and she says that they don't even tell them a set number of days. It's just because they create such a work culture where they know that these people are committed and, you know, on fire and passionate about what they're doing that they don't even need to say, this is all you have for vacation. This is all you have for personal they they just have created this where it's like you know what you we trust that you're responsible enough to not be gone too long where it's irresponsible mm-hmm. to take the time and and can you even imagine that kind of culture where there is no rule and mm-hmm. you take whatever you want off mm-hmm. and you know that's what's going to keep those people there and that's what's going to keep them from feeling the need to run off and be entrepreneurial necessarily because they feel like they already have that entrepreneurial spirit within the organization. And that's exactly what you want because those people will work harder and be more loyal and be more committed to that. And, and whenever a company can create that sense of entrepreneurial spirit within their employees, that's when you're going to get the best productive team ever because they take it on as their own. So they're willing to put in longer hours if necessary but, you know, they feel like they have the freedom to, to take the time when they need it. And that, that just blew my mind because I'm thinking, how does that even work? But it just shows you what kind of culture they've created. Well, and it's, it's you're giving, I mean, it, people flourish when they feel trusted. You know, when mm-hmm. you give someone autonomy, like to make their own decisions. And it's, it's strange how we hire functioning adults who have families and are managing things on their own. And it's amazing how we hire people. And a lot of times we're very parental and like micromanaging. Or I was just talking to a guy who was talking about how his Monday morning meetings are really burdensome because he was like, they just last forever because I'm, I'm having to tell everyone what they need to be doing that week. And I was like, why do you need to tell them what they need to do that week? I mean, they're adults. Like they don't know, you know what I'm saying? But it, that's kind of where we go sometimes. And then I think it's, it's the opposite of what you're talking about where now people aren't flourishing. Instead, they are, it really is, I need to go start my own business because I can't work here any longer. Yeah, yeah. And, you need them. 
And I think she even said that they've gotten to the point where they have to tell people, look, you, you really need to take off more time. I mean, it's been the opposite effect of what you would think. <laughs> and, you know, they're telling them, you, you haven't taken enough time this year. Go take time. But it, it's just funny. how I mean, I thought that just blew my mind when I heard that. Um, and yeah. if more companies could find a way to create that, that's pretty amazing. Well, talk to me about, you know, let's talk about your business a little bit. And I love... I love your title, Chief Relationship Officer. I know that just in the short time of talking with you, I know that relationships define you. Mm-hmm. So talk to me a little bit about your perspective on business, what your business is doing. I'd love to hear more about that. Sure. So we are disrupting healthcare. Um, you know, there's a big need out there. Uh, and and for a healthy ecosystem um, in the healthcare system here in the U.S., you really need a good combination of the big healthcare systems and the independently owned private practices. Um, the private practices, there's so much competition. And as you know, where there's competition, there's going to be good service. And so it's so important to be able to help those independent privately owned practices not just survive, but really thrive because we need them for good health care. And here's an example. When you have competition, then these practices are making sure they can offer same day, next day appointments. And who doesn't want that? You know, so I work mostly with specialty groups like allergy, gastro, dermatology, that type of thing. And, um, you know, when you're going to be sent to one of those specialties, you don't want to have to wait two to three weeks out to see somebody, especially if it's allergy or something like that. So, you know, by having these private practices and them competing with each other, you get good service and you get good patient care. So what I do is I go into these practices and mostly they call me when they're struggling and their patient volume is down. So at the end of the day, you know, a practice is a business and their customers are their patients. And when their patient volume drops and they don't know why and their numbers are dropping, um, they're, they don't know, do they need to throw money into more marketing? How are they going to, you know, bring in more patients again? And so I sit down with them and we set up a physician relations plan because it's all about relationships. So I will go into these practices and nine times out of 10, um, when I ask them for their list of referrals, you know, I just want to see what practices are sending you patients. Let me see who these practices are. And I'll take the top practice that's sending them hundreds and hundreds of patients. And I'll say, when's the last time you met with them? You know? And nine times out of 10, they will say, oh, we've never met them. And I'm like, that's business 101, right? I mean, that's, you have to have that relationship. So uh, we go back in and I set up, you know, opportunities for them to go in, to do lunches for them, to meet them, to answer their questions. I set up reps to go around and, um, you know, distribute information about the practice, but also to be the ears on the street and find out. Why did they stop sending to us? You know, did they have patients that were sent here that were just happy, you know, that were unhappy or did we not follow up properly? Were they not able to get in within, you know, a certain window? And we get the the feedback (laughs) combined with getting the physicians out there, meeting those physicians that are sending them patients. And once you start that face-to-face, you know, relationship, these physicians are exchanging cell phone numbers. Um, That communication opens up. We find out what we can do better. And then, I mean, almost instantly what happens is the patient volume returns and then it doesn't just stay there. Then we start to grow and add new locations. And it's a pretty simple concept, 
but it's not rocket science, but you know, you'd be amazed. It's just the physicians are so busy and they don't really have time to put thought and effort into these types of things. Yeah, so for somebody to come in and do that, you know, it, it makes all the difference. I, I mean, I believe it hands down. I mean, I, it, it is business one-on-one, but what I have learned is because I'm working with the multitude of businesses too, man, I've just learned that like the simple concept is really the most powerful one and it's exactly what you're talking about. It's people, I think it's from a book. I can't remember which one it is. Um, I think it's the E-Myth. He talks about working in your business versus working on your business and how mm-hmm. you can get so entrenched in the day-to-day that you never stop to ask these questions like, when's the last time I reached out to one of my top referrers and said, thank you? Or, yeah, yeah, you? yeah. And, you know, the yeah. power of relationships. Yeah, no, it is. And then, of course, I get sucked into, you know, helping with their social media and helping with their big health campaigns. Like for March, we have colon cancer awareness coming up. So I'm helping put together some campaigns and put it on social media because a lot of them, you know, they're they're just now grasping the concept of social media and, um, you know, all of that. And I'm helping them in those areas get their message out. So it's very fulfilling and it's very um, I love it because. I'm working with some really brilliant, brilliant people um, who are so respectful. And I, I mean, I just, I, I'm with just some of the top physicians here in Atlanta and um, it's a privilege really to work alongside them. Um, and I just love it. It's, it's fun. Like I said, it's not rocket science, but it's just, it's all about relationships and getting them back and helping them see that. Well, I mean, and, and what, for me, like simplicity is what it, I find that to be engaging rather than like, it, it is simple, but it's like, okay, then that means that it should be doable for you. Like for right. the client, right? Like, great. Right. That, that means you can do it. I mean, I remember I was talking to a company who, and, and my work's a lot more in like the management space, but they were having a lot of their employees quitting. And I said, well, we need it. We need to get back to talking about leadership and management. And they were like, eh, we're kind of tired of like the leadership and management conversation. Like what's the, what's, no. the new, what's the new take on leadership like in 2020? And I was yeah. like, uh, well, we can call it whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> at the end of your day, you know, people are still quitting because of you, right? And right. It's, it's almost exactly. like we, because it's simple, it, that can't be the answer, but that is the answer, right? Yeah. So, no, it is. It is. It is. And and then I also work with another program, which is actually how I started into the medical field. And it's a prescription assistance program. It's free. It helps people because everybody struggles, um, obviously, with the cost of health care, especially medications. And um, this program I love so much because every time it's used, a portion goes to help a Children's Miracle Network hospital. So when you see the, the, the check presentations and stuff like the one we just did to Children's Healthcare Atlanta, that's where it comes from. So it's helping people save on their medications, afford their medications, and it's also giving back to CMN hospitals. So, you know, that just all kind of goes together because <laughs> the physicians, you know, can utilize this program to distribute to their patients, and then we're supporting Children's Miracle Network hospitals. So it all just kind of falls in together. It's, it's fun. That's awesome. Excuse me, I swallowed my coffee wrong. No, you're fine. Well, and, and I, I love to hear that because, you know, it you're proving what, you already said in the sense of, you know, it's not about, it's not about just making money or building a business, but you're, you're creating financial stability so that you can actually, you know, give back and make a difference and, um, really do something meaningful with that. Right. Rather than just, rather than just, um, you know, there was an, there's an old story of a, of a pastor who was really popular out in San Francisco, San Francisco. 
became a multimillionaire and he bought like this massive house. And then one day it clicked and he was like, man, like, why did I, like, why did I become wealthy? Like, was it really for this house? And so he like sold the house, sold all this stuff and was like, I need to use my wealth now for something actually, actually meaningful, like actually something yeah. actually the needle. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Quick question all. about social media. Cause you mentioned it a second ago. Someone mentioned to me the other day that businesses today, it's almost like 20 years ago where, um, when you would go in and tell someone like about the need to get a website or what have you, the reaction would be like, eh, do I really need a website? Today's culture is like, well, duh, of course you need a website. But what someone said to me the other day was that is what people are doing with social media today is do I really need social media? Do I really need to be active on it. Since you are a social media guru, what's your take on it? Absolutely. Um, it's funny. Last night I spoke at an event here in Atlanta that was kind of came all together through LinkedIn and afterwards, some of the people were surrounding me and they were like, you know, what's the need for LinkedIn? How's it been working for you? How do we utilize it? And I was like, it absolutely is, especially LinkedIn, somewhere you need to be because people want to kind of fall in love with you and what you stand for and, and know, like you were saying earlier, your authenticity. And if they get to know you, then they will want what you have. And so you truly never have to go pitch anybody. Uh, and, and since I've started on this journey on LinkedIn, um, it's kind of actually how I formed and joined um, the two other women on the platform, Shanae Murray and Courtney Herring, and we formed MedSnake Media. And then, um, you know, since then and since all of our presence on LinkedIn, I mean, our inboxes are just full with people waiting for proposals, wanting things. It's not like we have to go hunt down business anymore. It has totally been a game changer. And I don't even get on here and talk much about what I do or throw out pitches. I'll promote things I'm doing, but that's pretty much it. It's mostly just about trying to be out there to help people with life. And we, you know, that's how all these business opportunities come through and it's totally changed the game of how you find and grow your business. Well, and you, you give a great distinction there because what I, the, the, sometimes when I see businesses that are getting active on social media, what they're doing, it's, it's like the, um, I don't know what to call it other than just like they're announcing, like, I think of like back in the day, like when royalty walked in the room, you had like the minstrel or whatever who had like the, um, would announce like the person walking in to like the court or what have you. And it kind of feels like that's what people are doing on social media. They're just announcing their business. Like, hey, right, right. offering a special. We're, that was a really random analogy to get to my point. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're just announcing like, hey, you know, we are running a deal on this. And there's no engagement. There's no interaction. And, and you're talking about something a bit different and that you're not even really talking about what you offer. Instead, you're talking about your values and what's important to you. And you're creating right. like this contextual, very real person that people are now like, ooh, I'm... I like this person and now I really want to know what they do for a living, what they can offer me. It's a bit of a sure. kind of flipping sure. it a bit in some ways. Sure. Or it becomes, I like them so much. I want to find a way to collaborate with them. You mm -hmm. know, like how can I offer them an opportunity with what I'm doing? And that's actually become the most challenging because there are so many exciting things out there and so many different types of businesses. And I get approached with so many opportunities that I have to really discipline myself to stay focused and to kind of stay in my niche. 
um, because there is so much out there. And you're right now, these opportunities are just thrown at me constantly. And, you know, like, and I threw this example to somebody, not in a prideful way or anything, but to say, if I ever chose to say, I don't want to be entrepreneurial anymore, I don't, you know, I, I want to just go find a job, I would never have to throw out resumes, right? Or go apply for any jobs. I would just have to send a few messages to a few people that I know that I think I might want to work with and say, hey, do you know of anything? Is there any opportunity with you guys? And I would very easily be able to, you know, do something else. Um, so it, it totally changes, especially for the young person. That's what I tell them, you know, as if you're in college and you're going through, you need to get active on LinkedIn so that when you graduate, you're not in the same rat race with everybody else trying to scramble and send resumes and apply. You'll literally be able to just send a few messages and say, hey, do you know anybody or do you have any opportunities? And boom, you'll be able to get, you know, a job. I mean, it's a whole different, you know, perspective now. It's the power of relationships, which is why it's so important to invest in them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because when I look at my network now and the people that I've established relationships, had coffee with, like it blows my mind, you know, that these top executives of top companies I could throw out right now and you would instantly know these companies and it's like, what? They're my friends? That's crazy. <laughs> like that's literally crazy. And they're commenting on my stuff and my stuff yeah. is, resonates with them. It blows my mind from top government officials to, you know, the former and, and current of, of these top everyday name, household name companies. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely crazy. Well, you've given some great advice today. Tell the, the audience, the listeners, what's like the one thing you would love them to do after listening to this episode? Um, where would you like them to go? How would you like them to support you? Sure. I mean, you find me on LinkedIn. Um, I just launched my first podcast with my daughter. It's called Raising a Boss Babe. I'm super excited about that. It's going to help um, with everything kind of we talked about today, that family work-life collaboration um, and how to maneuver your kids through social media. Um, so all types of topics. And then, um, you know, you can find me on Instagram. It's McAdams 5 but I'll just tell you that, you know, as you look at life and your goals, really go for keeping it all because you truly can have it all. You don't need to just end with, you know, one or the other. Um, you might move a little slower, but you're moving slower because you're taking everybody with you. So mm -hmm. that's my challenge is, you know, that should be your goal the whole time is how can I maneuver and grow and be successful, but yet keep it all together. That's great. Joy, thank you for being here today. Sure. Thank you. I'm so excited we made this happen. Yeah, yeah. And for our listeners, you absolutely need to go check out the Raising a Boss Babe podcast. Uh, I listened to 90 seconds of this. It was probably the most, the most incredible 90 seconds I've listened to at all this week. It was awesome. You got to check this out. Um, check out the podcast. And again, I'll put the link in the episode description. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. If you're a first-time listener, what the heck are you waiting on? You got to click that subscribe button, get subscribed to the podcast, keep getting great content for you. And also, if you really enjoyed this episode, consider leaving us a five-star review. I'd really appreciate it. Hey, that is all we have this week. We'll catch you later. See ya.